Hello and welcome to another episode of the Team Alternative Podcast. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and follow us on all social media. So we recently saw the Ghostbusters Afterlife, um, and we have a lot to say about it, or more so I do. Um, we've been falling behind on some movies, but we're, we're catching up slowly um, as we get ready to see House of Gucci later tonight. But uh, Ghostbusters, so kind of flew under the radar. Wasn't high on a lot of people's lists, I don't think, but it was still kind of anticipated. No, because, you know, it's one of those film franchises that everyone is always like, ooh, Ghostbusters, I remember Ghostbusters, but then at the end of the day, it's it's not going to, it's not going to sweep the box office. No. Like some other franchise as well. No, but it's going to be the, one of the more entertaining mov- movies that you see, or at least I think so. Um, what did you think of it? I enjoyed it. I mean, go, uh, going in, I didn't really know what to expect. I know they were going to te- tease the original characters, of course. and um, But then most of the movie was with an entirely new cast. Uh, but for the most part, I mean, it has, its, it has its issues here and there. But it's kind of like what I always say. If you just roll with it, then you'll have a good time. Yeah. And that's, what I, and that's what I did. I just rolled with it, and it was fun. I, ha- I thought there were some really funny scenes. Um, I don't know. We don't want to mention the scenes yet, but... Uh, yeah, I, I came out of it pretty happy with uh, the way it turned out. I did, I did too. I I loved the original one. The second one always creeped me out because of the villain. I fucking hate the villain in the second <laughs> one. Um, but I liked how they... Um, this isn't really much of a spoiler because if you've watched any of the trailers, it kind of says it out front. But um, I like how they circled around the original villain. Yeah. Because, like... I always find that to be more interesting or more, um, like, it's not necessarily original, but it's refreshing, I guess. Because it's like it a, it's a familiar you, villain. Yeah, that, and it know. lets you add more depth to the to the villain and the characters in itself. So. Yeah, so it was, like, a lot of fun to, like, I, I loved it because when watching it, I was like, oh, this is so cool for people that may have not seen the original one. Yeah. Or people that have seen the original one, and for people who, I don't know, that would say that they were born in the wrong decade and they, you know, wish they were there when the first one came out. Now we have this, so it's like kind of in spirit, so it kind of makes up for it in a way, kind of like when we grew up with Star Wars. Yeah, I was gonna, say, I was about to say, kind of like how they try to do with Star Wars, yeah. where Force Awakens was just a copy paste of. Like of a new hope, new hope and yeah, kind of Return of the Jedi. But. but I would have to say, in terms of like originality, this would be better than Force Awakens. Oh yes, yeah. I mean, I would, I'll shit on any new Star Wars film, but no, I I thought this one was much was pretty good. Yeah. So this, and it was very it was very much out of uh, respect for Harold Ramis. Yeah, Harold Ramis, who sadly passed away. Um, it's been uh, a few years. It's been a few years. Yeah. Um, was very unsure how they were going to do it. Um, so that was another thing that I had going through my mind. Another thing was it was being directed by the son of the original director, uh, Ivan Reitman. I don't know. I think it was Ivan. But that's, that's definitely full circle itself. Yeah. So I thought that was a cool and interesting part of the filming process or the, you know, what have you, the back 
the, the background of things. Um, so that was interesting. The, uh, I think we can agree that the effects were great. No, nothing looked corny. Oh, yeah. Some of it was practical, which I liked. Um, and I don't know if it was because of the movie itself or the theater, but damn, it was loud. Like, yeah. the effects were really goddamn loud. Yeah, it was loud. I could probably because there wasn't a lot of people, except for the two people who decided to sit right behind us. Yeah, the, ent- the entire theater was empty, and then two people walked up and sat in the two seats directly behind us. And I think were, we took their seats, if I'm being completely honest. But and like, they were really loud with very their loud. laughing. Very, very loud. And, like, they were the obnoxious type that were, like, somebody in the film would say something, and then they would answer. Yeah. Which I, I absolutely 100% can't stand. <laughs> because it's, like, they're, they're not looking for an audible response. They're just... It's a line in a fucking they're, they're movie. Just, they're just mumbling to themselves. Yeah, and, like, if you want to mumble it to yourself, you want to kind of say it, like, meh. To the person you're with, I get it, but it wasn't like no. There, were, I honestly at one point thought that that lady was trying to get like a laugh from us, and I was like, you, I mean, "We always, we always get those people." The theater is ninety five percent empty. We still get the obnoxiously loud people. No yeah, and then what. we so we didn't sit sit in the exact spots that we usually get because um, there was a couple that decided to get seats. Because you said when you bought the tickets, no it was a, it was a, those completely empty. Yeah, so they bought the tickets directly in front, in front of, us. of us, which I can't stand too. And then we decided I wanted to take one row back because just I to space it out. Yeah, because yeah. I don't want to be right behind them because I, in case I say something or do something, I I don't try to be loud with any of that. But just in case something happens or I don't know. I sneeze or something, you know, yeah. I'm not disrupting them. And yeah, maybe we did take the other people's seats, but at the same time they could have easily, cause we were kind of off to the left a little tiny bit, a little tiny bit. They went further to the left, which makes they me went, think they didn't, they went to the corner. Yeah. Which yeah. I don't understand because they could have sat, sat behind us farther to our right hand side. And I wouldn't have heard him as much. Yeah. Cause it was one of the bigger theaters that at this place. So, that was beyond infuriating. I was so pissed. It always, it always happens. We should be used to it by now. Yeah, we should be. But this is like the first time I think we've had issues since, like, I don't know, COVID started. When's the last time we had a a terrible movie IMAX, experience? With probably, it was probably at IMAX, where we had... The, the, oh, the, the guy kicking my seat. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And he, he, and he did the whole shrug. Like, I don't know what you want me to do. And it's like, you're like karate kicking the back of my seat. You're a 10-year-old on an airplane. Yeah, like, I didn't understand. And, like, what I don't understand is me being on heavy set or whatever. I never, and tall, I never, ever hit the seat in front of me. No. And those seats are cramped. Like, I'll be the first one to admit that. Oh, the IMAX, yeah, they're really cramped. But, But, like, here, I mean, here you don't really have to worry about it because there's just so much space. But, yeah, yeah, IMAX, it's... Different story. And I, like, at IMAX, I don't ever, ever hit the seat in front of me. And well, I sit... Only when walking through. That's on the way. Oh, yeah, when I walk but through. Yeah, yeah. Once you're, but we usually get, get there at a time where we're not yeah. bumping into people. But once you're, once you're sat in, we're good. Yeah, so that part, I couldn't stand, but I mean, whatever. Uh, 
Oh, excuse me. Anyway, um, the movie was great. The movie was great. <laughs> and I think this is the longest we've gone before talking about the point of no return. Yeah. So we'll get to the point of no return. Um, Harold Ramis is in it in spirit. Uh, yeah. That is kind of a pun, I guess. Uh, he is C- he's a ghost and he's CG'd in it. Yep. Which I thought was great. Um, he doesn't speak, though, which was a little bit odd. It was, There were, like, I mean, there are ways you can get around that. I think it just like based on some of the dialogue, but there were a few points there where it's like it's it's, it's kind of it, it kind of needs to say something. It's almost like awkwardly quiet. But I mean, obviously you understand that. But the, I mean, in terms of uh, the CGI, it looked really good. It looked it looked, it looked, it looked really like good. It did. It well, I mean, it looked like him. It it, it looked like him. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I I thought that was great. But like the beginning part of the movie, I think started out great. Yeah, I because you don't know what's going right. on, but there's familiar sounds, and uh, you know it starts off with this guy running away from a spirit, essentially. Yeah, and it you find out it's Spangler, and I thought that was cool because he's shown in shadow, but he's got like the look. You can know you notice his hair and everything. And yeah, you know it's Spangler, and I thought that was interesting. And then hearing the backstory of you know what happened to the Ghostbusters and. Why there was a rift and how they came back or, you know, how, why they came back because they, you know, decided to show up and help. Um, that was interesting. The new characters didn't seem dumb. No. Like it was, it, they weren't done in a way where there were complete klutzes. That was, you know, that was the only kind of thing that was like kind of the negative for me is just like they just like immediately picked up on everything like really quick. I'm, it's kind of like one of those tropes you just kind of to get the story along and stuff, but it's just like, why is this kid know literally everything she, uh, she could possibly know to make this work? And it's just kind of, that was one of the things that's like, just shut up and watch the movie. That was pretty much it. But yeah, they're not, they weren't dumb at all. Get the thing to work. What do you mean? Like the, the ghost trap? Well, I mean, just like everything in general. It's just like, Oh, like, like, they, over- like they, made, they made the kid very smart, obviously oh. to try and justify how quickly she, immediately understands how all this stuff works and what they all oh okay right because like in spirit yeah and basically looks because you know the the hair and makeup department made her look like oh yeah spangler yeah she looks like spangler she is essentially the spangler of that film yeah exactly so they they went they went with that i mean again like i said that was one of the things just get over and watch the movie yeah so that part that part was None of the characters... There wasn't, like, a hateable character, either. No, no, no. The podcasting kid was funny. The... The... uh, The mom wasn't a complete, like, waste of a character. Um, Paul Rudd can do no wrong. No, Paul Rudd was great, as usual. Um, I thought thought we were going to get more Paul Rudd, honestly. I thought so, too, but I think it was, like, the perfect amount. The one issue that I have is... um, He's a summer school teacher, or teacher in general, whatever, um, that knows of the Ghostbusters and what happened in New York in 1986 or whatever it is, knows what a ghost trap is, but wants to open it. Yeah, it's like open and what could po- what is possibly going to be inside of it. Like, at what point do you... It just That, that is the only thing I had a serious issue the, with. The reckless science. It was like, oh, well, I know this possibly was used to catch a ghost. Why don't we open it? And it was kind of like a, 
almost like a Walking Dead-esque really dumb decision. Yeah, like when he saw like something was already trying to come out of it before. Like it was smoking or whatever it was when yeah. he first tested it. It's like clearly it's, it works. It's real. Don't mess with that maybe. Yeah, so that was that was the only serious issue I had a problem with. Um, but it was cool to see like all of the Easter eggs. Oh, there were um, there were a lot of them. Too. There was a lot of them. So they they worked on uh, Ecto One. Ecto One gets a lot of um, uh, screen time, and then actually in Ecto One, the one part that I really loved was uh, they're looking for instructions, and they open the glove box, and there's a Twinkie. Oh, <laughs> because that was a big part of the the first movie. Because Spangler kept explaining the world or this other dimension as like Twinkie. a Twinkie. And then Venkman was like, what about the Twinkie? Like, he was asking about it. Um, and then, like, the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Men, that was funny. Oh, my God. The whole the whole thing in the grocery store, the, yeah. the, the store was the just amazing. The Walmart, yeah. The Stay Puffed Marshmallow Men are, are fucking around in this Walmart, <laughs> which was great. They're blending each other and cooking each other. It's just like, oh, my God. And it's, like, really, like, <laughs> sadistic. And, like, they're making s'mores out of each other. And, like, they have, like, a... What's that? The lighter? Well, and they're, the, like, spraying the this lighter... The blowtorch? The, the blowtorch yeah. lighter of chocolate onto a, another Stay Puft. And he's, like... It was really They're all dark. smiling, too. So, like, even though they're, like, dying off, they're, they got a smile on their face. Oh, um, uh, it was dark, but it was really funny. It was really dark, but it was, it was hilarious. And then, um... I'm trying to think of another part that was... That was really funny. I, I didn't find the original Ghostbusters showing up as particularly funny. It was just, like, cool to see. Yeah, I mean, it, it was when they, at the one point she made the phone call, and you knew that they were going to show up at some point. And once, like, things started getting towards the end, it's like, okay, they're, com- they're coming right around the corner. Yeah. It was, uh, it was, expect- it was expected to happen. And um, was it anything overly special? No, uh, in the scene itself, not really, but it was uh, it was a nice special moment to have. Yeah, and then the who you gonna call reference, the kids get jailed because they took the Ecto one for joyride yeah. to try to ca- catch uh, Slimer's ugly cousin, which is saying something in uh, Mun- Muncher Muncher. Yeah, who eats metal, and they destroy like half the town <laughs> because the Ecto one's been fitted with like a. Sidecar, yeah, he's got, a tur- he's got a turret on the side now. Yeah, so they they get arrested, and then the sheriff, uh, you know the the main character, forget what her name is, Phoebe. I forget. I f- the main character, she's like. I'm not gonna lie, I forgot all their names. I f- yeah, it's we're recording this like a week later. Um. Uh, but she says, you know, I don't I get a phone call? And the sheriff is like, who are you going to call? There were a lot of nice little callbacks like that. Yeah. Was, but it wasn't, ob- it wasn't like obnoxious. No, like, it wasn't. So, like some and, movies do where just like overly do it. It, yeah. was, it was like a really good amount. Yeah. The who are you going to call one was, I think, perfect. Yeah. Because you weren't expecting it. Um, like there was maybe that split second where she goes, don't I get a phone call? And he walks over and the camera kind of tightens on him. And you're like, yeah. oh, okay. Like he's going to say it. <laughs> but not everybody's going to know like, oh, that's right. Um, but I, I really did love the, the references and then like the acting was good. The story was good. It was refreshing. It was nostalgic. Um, 
I really do like the story that they did with Spangler. Yeah. And how he was just kind of uh, dedicated the rest of his life to preventing that from happening. Everything going on in the story. Yeah. And uh, it's just like, yeah, oh, yeah, he was, like, really committed to this purpose. And he gave up. He sacrificed a lot to make it happen. It kind of gave a lot of credit to the character. And I thought that was really good. Yeah. And, and it paid a lot of respect to Harold Ramis, which was great. Yeah. And um, it, it was just, like, an overall, like, fun movie. Like, I would, I would definitely see it again. Um, I wish it was on a streaming service or I'd probably have rewatched it already a couple of times. But I thought it was fantastic. Uh, the post credit scenes were great. Uh, I think there was two. There was two, right? Yeah, there was two. No, there was three. Technically three. I forgot. There was one where it was... No, there was only two. So the first one, which I loved which made the original Ghostbusters showing up uh, pay off a little bit more, was um, Vankman and Sigourney Weaver's character from the original movie is doing that test he did on the kids in college, and he was only shocking the guy, even though he was getting um, the cards right. Yeah. And she okay. would get it wrong, yeah. and he'd go, oh, such you're amazing. And then he would shock the... <laughs> The guy, and they were explain, and he's explaining. He's like, "I would only shock the man," and she's like, "You were really evil." <laughs> and um, and then the second one, which I thought was really cool, was uh, it follows um, Ernie Hudson. Is it Ernie Hudson? Ernie Hudson's character, who's like this big business, big businessman. He owns like this, you know, large company, you know, high end company. He's got a lot of money. He's loaded. Yeah. And uh, he uh, buys the original uh, headquarters. The, what, the firehouse? Was yeah, it? the yeah. firehouse, which I thought was kind of strange because they did say, didn't they say it turned into like a Starbucks? They, I think in they... In the movie? That sounds right. I, that sounds familiar. It's like, oh yeah, it's Starbucks. Because I think they call uh, Ray, Ray Stance and Ray Stance is like, yeah, we fell out and... They made the HQ a Starbucks or something. Um, so anyway, he buys it, and you know you see the Ecto one driving into New York, and then you know it's being narrated by Ernie Hudson, and he's talking about like not necessarily was it maybe I guess legacy or something like that, and then. Um, he gets into the the headquarters, which is abandoned, you know, and he's walking through it, and it's kind of like that moment of reminiscing or whatever. Yeah. And then the Ecto-1 drives in, and then it shows the, like, the junction box that was used to power the cages for all the ghosts from the original movie. Yeah. Flashing, because it's, like, running out of power or something like that. So, that I found a, a very fitting ending. Whether they do another one or not, I hope they do. They left it open where you could definitely do it. Yeah, so I, I hope they do. So overall, I thought it was a great it was a great movie. I definitely recommend it. Um, I didn't I didn't see the uh, the one, the all girl cast one, but I didn't either. I, okay, so I can't. I, don't know. I, I think I asked like, did they retcon that one? Like I did. I don't know what the story on that was, but. I they wasn't. Can, they can definitely pick up on this one, also. Yeah, I wasn't interested in seeing it, not necessarily because it was women, but because it looked 
over the top. It looked goofy. Yeah. And I had this I had that same worry with the coming to America too. It looked like it was gonna be like a very new Eddie Murphy uh movie where he's like overly goofy and stuff and it just was not gonna have that same charm to it. Yeah. So that's kinda like it it just looked that way. That might be a, a trailer issue, but also I mean that's what it set up. So yeah, I, I didn't see that one either. Yeah, I, I wasn't really interested in in seeing it all too much because I I just don't Trailers matter. Trailers do matter, and it pays off. Um, but yeah, I highly, I highly recommend this film. Did you have a favorite scene? Oh, the entire Walmart scene. The entire Walmart scene. Yeah, that was just hilarious. That was easily the highlight for me. I'd probably have to say that too. I, I'd say that or the um, that or the uh, the ending with the OG Ghostbusters and. Um, Forget what the big bad um, ghost name is. Um, Dozer. 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 And and she it. I guess it's not a she or a he. It goes. Are you a god? And it cuts to the Ghostbusters, and Bankman and Ernie Hudson's character are just staring at Stance, and they're like, "Come on, we should yeah. we should know how to answer this by now." <laughs> And Stance goes, yes. So uh, that was that. That I thought was that's that's my favorite part. That's yeah. That you you know what scene I also thought was really good was uh it was more so for the story but like when the when they went like into that mountain to the top and it was and then they like discovered that the uh, whatever the whole thing was coming out out of the ground. And uh, Spangler had all of the guns auto fit to to fire on it just to keep it just to keep the whole event from happening. And it gave like his whole character and a purpose kind of a thing. Yeah, like, like justified. Yeah, it's just like he did not. He was not going insane. There was like a something he was doing. It was like okay, cool. They they really did some good justice to the character there. Yeah, and I thought that I thought that was really cool. It was like a very good and welcome payoff. Yeah. Because it was like he was doing all this for a reason. Like you said, he was doing it for a reason and it all meant something. Yeah, because you don't really know. Because I didn't really know what was going on with the story for quite a while. But then after that after that whole scene happens, it's like, okay, I like where they, I like where they went with it. Yeah. So it, it, definitely, it definitely paid off. So we are about to go see uh, House of Gucci. Hoping it pans out. I heard it was decent. But not... Fingers crossed. We'll find out. Fingers crossed. Um, yeah. And... And then we get to see uh, Spider-Man on Friday. We get to see Spider-Man this Friday, yeah. And then we are going to do... We have a whole list of other reviews to do, but we're we're going to stream some of them because the last couple months have been very pricey in and we terms got, of... And we got to catch up. We're just and we got to catch up, yeah. Like King Richard and stuff, I still got to watch. Did you watch that? No, I have not. I'm glad. Convenience. We need to make sure to let each other know that we've seen it. Yeah. Yeah. Or we could watch it on Sunday. I don't know what I work, but I'll look. Okay. We'll figure it out. Because I would be willing to do that. Oh, Power of the Dog. We saw Power of the Dog. Yeah, that we that we did. Which was very strange. But it's apparently very high on somebody's list. I gotta rewatch it. Anyway. On to the next one. It was better than Nomadland. And that about does it for another episode of the Team Alternative Podcast. Thank you for listening to this episode, and if you liked it, 
Don't forget to hit the subscribe or the like button. If you've already done so, be sure to check out our other content on YouTube, Twitch, Instagram, Facebook. We haven't really done anything on the TikTok and Twitter. Thanks as always and stay tuned.